0: All right, good morning. Glad you guys are here. Uh, I I have a, uh, you guys saw that picture of my family up there. My oldest son has already turned in his uh, Christmas list. It is, it's long. It's like a full page, probably $2,600 worth of uh, Christmas presents. So, and, and I mean, that's that's cool. Um, I don't think I ever turned in a Christmas list like that to anybody. So, um... It's not that we're going to get him all those things, but I think that's cool that he believes that it's, there's a possibility that he's going to get all those things, right? Um, and then you begin to think about that, and let's just say, and one of the other two haven't turned in a list, but let's say they did, and let's just say it just said teddy bear. Now, that's kind of sad, because you got to begin to ask yourself, like, well, is that child just content, or does that child not believe that, it, that the parents are going to get them good gifts for Christmas? you know what I mean? The oldest one's believing. He's, he's believing for everything. And um, I want to talk to you guys today about asking God for things. Is that okay? And we're going to talk about motive. We're going to talk about all that. But I, I really wanted to just kind of dive into scripture and really look at what the Bible says about asking. Um, Heather was in the, the worship leader. We were down in the green room and she was talking to somebody and she was talking about how... She, fe- she struggles with asking God for big things because she's been trained to be content. Does that make sense? So to be content, um, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be content. How many of you guys know that when you're walking through trial, you're actually called to be content? But you don't want your contentment to stop your asking because you're called to ask God for big things. And I, God is really, really good at giving us the desires of our heart. And I, I, I really want to look at that because there's something in scripture that I've, I've read before. I've read all this to you guys before, but it just really, really hit me this week when I was reading it. So I want to read it to you guys this morning. In Matthew 7, 7, it says, ask and it will be given to you. Isn't that cool? So the first step is asking. Now, I'm going to ask you guys a question, okay? I'm going to ask you guys to participate. I know you don't like to, but I'm going to ask you to participate. How many of you have one big thing that you ask God for every day that you haven't gotten yet? Could you just stand up for me real quick? Okay. Wow, good job. How many of you have two big things? Sit down if you don't have two big things, three big things, four big things, five big things, six, seven. All right. There's the winner. My goodness. We want to make all your dreams come true. Turn your list in. That'd be amazing. No, but it's, it's, how many of you guys know it's good to have a big list? And it's good to ask God for big things because there's a verse in the Bible. Are you guys ready for this? It says, you do not have because you do not. Wouldn't that be a shame? To get into heaven and see what God had and the door said, but you didn't ask. No, right? So you want to have, and you need to ask because if you don't ask, you're not going to have. And then you got to explore the reason why, why don't you ask. And to be honest with you guys, I, I struggled with this message myself because sometimes I feel like I'm content and I don't end up asking God for big things. But let me just tell you right now, it's not about receiving big things. It's about God getting big glory. And if you're not asking for big things, then God's not going to get all the glory that he could have out of your life. And again, like if I was to say, how can God get glory out of your life? We often say, well, you're going to serve him, you're going to lay down your life for him. According to the Bible, it's about receiving what it is we ask for. That's what gives God glory. Do you guys remember that man who was blind? And he said, um, and they asked him, uh, Lord, why is this man's, man blind? Is it his parents' sin? Did he sin? And he said, no, it is for the glory of God. And that man got healed. Isn't that amazing? So God wants to get glory out of your life. And, the, and I, um, if you can do it in your effort, it's not going to glorify God as much as if it was in God's effort. Because people could look at you and just say, yeah, you just, you did that. You made that happen. But when God comes in and supernaturally intervenes and provides or gives what it is that we're asking for, and we have a testimony of what God did, that's how God gets glory. You guys following me? So what I'd like to challenge everybody in this room today, if you could, is I would like everybody in this place, in your prayers from now on, to ask God for five big things. What's going to happen is, is over time, is the Holy Spirit's going to lead you and direct you and show you what he wants to do in you so that you're ready to receive what it is that he wants to give you. And then one at a time, we're going to see uh, testimony pop up here, and I can't wait to hear it. I love testimony. I love it so much, and I, I want to hear what God, how God ends up answering your prayers. Okay, you guys ready? So now we're going to jump in and just kind of look at a few other things. So asking is a big deal because asking actually puts like a pin on the map, right? And a lot of times people don't do that. That's one of the hardest things for people to do is they never put a pin on the map, and they never think about the future, and they never say, God, this is what I'm asking for, and this is what I want it to look like. And we're actually called to do that as Christians. Let me read the rest of the verse for you seek and you will find knock and it will be open to you so sometimes we don't ask because we don't know what we want we don't know if he will give it to us and we don't believe we should have it i want everybody in this room to know that you have a good father in heaven and if there's a wrong motive he'll expose it right but just because you don't know if you should have it doesn't mean that you shouldn't be asking For everyone who asks, receives, and the one who seeks, finds, and to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Now listen to this. This is absolutely amazing. I've read Matthew 7. Have you guys read Matthew 7? But listen to this. It says, or what person is there among you who when his son asks? He could have said neighbor. He could have said strange kid in the development, right? He says when their son asks, that son is you. Do you guys like to bless your kids? Do you think God wants to bless his children? Yeah. Amen. yeah. Now, you might be saying, Adam, are you, t- you're, are you talking about like, uh, well, what, well, listen to me. God knows how to raise you. God knows what you can handle. But you got to get over that first barrier of asking. Heaven forbid you disqualify. What if you don't? You can't see your own motives. What if your motive was right? And you disqualified yourself from asking because you thought it was wrong. When his son asks for a loaf of bread, will he give him a stone? Now, let me just say this. Some of you in life have desired something and life handed you a stone, but I can guarantee you it wasn't your father in heaven that handed that stone to you. Some of you wanted a fish and you got handed a snake. But I can tell you this right now. That's not what God does when his children ask. It says, or if he asks for a fish, He will not hand him a snake, will he? Now listen to this. So if you, despite being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Everybody say more. More. Will your father who is in heaven say this? Give good things. things. More good things to those who, is it works hard for? It's ask. So that ask is like a big thing. And, and, and I'll, I'll be the first one to admit guilt that I don't always ask for what it is that I desire because I feel like sometimes it's like, well, I just, have to be dis, I just have to be content with what I have. But what I'm actually doing is ripping God off of the glory that he deserves out of my life. I want to read this. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. In Matthew 7, 12, it says this. In everything, therefore... Now, that in everything, therefore, is now referring back to every, in light of everything I just said, right? And what was he just talking about? Asking and receiving. In light of everything I just said, treat people the same way you want them to treat you, for this is the law and the prophets. Isn't that interesting? So it, it's, it's basically saying this, it's, it's saying, ask, but this is what I want you to do. I want you to love one another. Why? Because this is the law. What is the law? And I, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, I am not uh, too deep. For me, the law is doing what is right. And if you were to say, well, what does it mean when he says the prophets? Well, the prophets told you what was going to happen to you, right? The prophets did more than that. But for me, they talk about the future. So this is, the, this is what is right, and this is what's going to happen to you. What? The way you treat people is what's going to happen to you might say, well, that sounds like karma. Let me tell you what karma actually is, if you look it up. Karma believes that what you did in your previous life, because they believe you had a previous life, is now affecting this life. So I'm not talking about karma. And if anybody in here, um, if you dabble in any of that stuff, that's no good. Because karma is fatherless, and we have a father. So there's a lot of like new age type thinking out there, but it's fatherless. There's no father that gets to go with that. We have a father who we ask for. We don't ask the universe. We ask a person. I, um, I remember this was uh, a few years ago. It was maybe eight or eight, maybe nine years ago. But um, do you guys remember Brian Conley? <laughs> he, was, he was here last week. Uh, I remember, like... He, his twins weren't born yet, but he was having twins. And, and he kept just saying, he's like, I just believe God's going to give me a van. He knows that I need a van. And he would pull me aside like privately. And he'd say things like this. I'm Everything I'm doing is is for the Lord. I'm not some lump on a log, like just sitting here wishing God for a van. I, I'm, I'm working for him. He knows that I am. And I just believe that he's going to get me a van. And like, um, and then I would, I would come in there with such faith, and I'd say, I know he is, buddy. <laughs> no, I'd just be like, okay, we'll see, right? A real good encouragement there. But I think, was it two days after they were born? Three, three days after they were born, he had a van. And in that three-day stretch, he told me that God was gonna give him a van. And I was kind of, I was ready to shut the book on it and just give him a hug. <laughs> and say, so, sorry, sorry, your first word answer. They're here. I don't know. <laughs> you know I, I know this other testimony. Um, and it was this... Um, uh, Wade and Megan Burns. Do you guys know Wade and Megan Burns? Megan Burns is in charge of the nursery. And I preached on something like this. And I remember they... Um, they were... They wanted to do something... They didn't want to just have an opinion about abortion. They wanted to do something. So they decided they were going to adopt, right? And they were going through this adoption process. And um, I I preached on something like this. And in the midst of that, uh, Wade came down the steps one night at midnight in his house. And there's a, what he, I just talked to him on the phone this week to remind me of the testimony. There was what looked like a glow and the outline of what appeared to be like angel wings, when he was walking down the steps. Now, if you guys know Wade, Wade's not like the angel guy. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not claiming to see angels everywhere he goes. It was just like this one night, he could faintly see the outline, and it wasn't enough that he fell on his face, right? But it was just something that he saw on his way to the refrigerator, and then it was something he saw on his way back. And when he got to his bedroom, he felt like he heard the Lord say, you will never run into a no again when it comes to adoption, because they just had the door shut in their face right? And do you know what else they did is Wade and Megan committed to taking over the nursery, right? So they were asking God to adopt children, and that's a hard process. That's not easy. And they became what it is they were asking God for, and they began to take care of babies. Does that make sense? And I was, I was thinking about on my way in, and this might be a word of knowledge for somebody, um, and it's so funny cause it sounds like I'm trying to get food and I'm not. Okay. But, um, don't you be projecting your hungers on me. <laughs> like I, I saw like somebody like praying and they were praying that their husband would come to church. And I saw this person begin to bring food to the men's meeting to bless the men because they knew that one day their man would be at that meeting. And I was like, that's cool. But it's, it's like they're asking God because they want their husband to come to church and then they begin to love one another in a specific way that correlates what they're, what they're asking God for, they're becoming for the people around them. Does that make sense? So your development in who God's calling you to be is tied up in your asking because what you're asking for, God is calling you to be. And I'd say, that sounds crazy. Let me read to you some examples. How many of you guys know that the Bible says when you lend to the poor, he's going to pay you back with, do you guys read it? Read the Bible? Interest, (laughs) right? He's going to pay you back with interest. And everywhere where the Bible talks about money, and I'm sorry it says this, when you give, he pays back and some, right? So what you're giving, he's going to pay back to you and some right? There's a verse in there that talks about how your forgiveness is contingent on your forgiveness of others. There's another verse in there that says this, husbands, because you are not loving your wives, your prayers are hindered. Isn't that interesting? So how you treat people, do you think that impacts your asking? Now I've I've read I've read this before, but I'm still trying to believe it. Um, if you guys want to, I just want to turn to John 15. I'm going to start in verse um, verse seven. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. And so like, it's, it gets really interesting because now you got to start to ask the question, well, what does it mean to abide? And I think like we begin to have the sense in this context that it means to hang out with God or be around God. And that's actually not what this means. And I'm going to get to that in a second. It actually says it in black and white what it means. But I think sometimes whenever we are reading scripture and God gives us a direction, it means it's like the reason why he's giving us a direction is because it doesn't automatically happen. You don't automatically abide with God. If you did, it would say, don't worry about the abiding. You can't mess that up. You already do. Okay. So abiding is something that we do that we're responsible for. And I'm going to show you what that is in just a second. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you will be my disciples. And it's like, okay, so there's a, an abiding that we got to figure out and now there's bear much fruit. But there's also this thing right there that this fruit is actually going to glorify God. How many of you are interested in glorifying God with your life? Does everybody think that your life could glorify God a little bit more? Yeah. But what if this is the component that's missing? The asking. You don't think that way, do you? I don't think that way. It's like, man, my life could glorify God more. I need to ask God for bigger things in my life. Do you know why I know that Wade testimony? Because he got up here and he testified to everybody. Do you know why I know the Brian story? Because I'm friends with him, but yeah, but he testified about the goodness of God. And that did something in him. So I'm going to continue to read. It says, as the father loved me, I also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Do you know what his commandment is? Is that we what? This is what it actually means to abide, is that we would love one another. And then you can ask for anything you want. And as long as you're doing this, it's going to happen. Now, I I, I want you guys to understand something that I understand that there's people in this room that are that are praying for sensitive things, and so I have a sensitivity to what you're praying for. But I also know this: that God knows what we should be asking for, and what it actually looks like to love somebody in the same way of what we're asking for. God knows what that looks like. Okay, I'm. Um, it's it's amazing. Like as a congregation grows, you you actually like the need grows, because you got to kind of keep changing as a church to keep up with the need that's here. And I'm praying, I'm praying this year, Stan, you're going to love this. Are you ready? Stan's our treasurer. I'm praying that God would give us a 30% increase in one year in our finances. And guess how much we give away? I think we're already doing it. I think we're already doing this. I think what's been stopping that is that we're not doing this. At least I'm not. And now I am. Right? I'm going to continue to read here. It says, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatever you ask in the Father's name, He may give to you. So what's the fruit? It's Him giving you what you ask. And we're supposed to have a lot of that. Well, how do you get a lot of that? Well, you got to abide. And you got to become what it is that you're asking God for. I really believe that God wants to give you and me wisdom on what it looks like. This is not a formula. This isn't step one, two, and three. There is a three, though. But I can't tell you what to ask for, and I can't tell you what your love is supposed to look like. And I can't tell you the third one. This is what the third one is. I believe in faith. We, we need a, um, a glory plan. What is a glory plan? A glory plan is simply this. It means that you know how it is that you're going to share what God did for you. Like if you go back into that prayer room and God does something, heaven forbid that you don't give him thanks and then share with people what God did for you. I think sometimes we lose what it is that we received because we didn't have a glory plan of how we were going to actually share what it is that God did. And I think having a glory plan is actually a step in the direction of faith. Amen? My Father is glorified by this, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. You guys are welcome. I was going to say glorify plan, but I kind of messed it up. So I, I don't know about you guys, but like I really feel like God wants to answer prayers in like a big way. But for him to answer prayers in a big way, we need to become the prayer that we're praying for other people. And, and Carlos, uh, do you mind if I share this testimony? Anyway. Now I remember I preached something like this, right? And you were praying, and uh, and you were praying for one of your kids, and you said, "While I'm praying for one of my kids, I'm going to go and be a blessing to other kids, right?" And you went and helped out with the youth group. And there's something, there's something to becoming what it is that you're asking God for. There's something there. So whatever you're asking God for, like man, you've you've got to go get it. And I, I remember, I remember, like healing can be like a touchy topic, and I understand that. But like, if you're, if you're asking for healing and you're not seeing it come to pass, start to be the healing that you're asking for. When you see someone who needs prayer, become the person to go and pray for them. If you're in financial trouble, become the one who blesses people financially. If you need encouragement because you're in a dark place, start praying for God for words for other people so you can encourage people. If you become what it is that you're asking, you're going to receive what it is that you're asking for. But God is very interested. See, I, I'm not interested so much in Brecken's Christmas list as much as I am in his development as a person. That doesn't mean that I don't like to give good gifts to my children. God likes to give good gifts to his children. But I, I can, I, a part of love is being more concerned about the future than just the present moment. And when God gives good gifts to his children, not only do we become what it is that we're asking for, but it also shows us who our father is towards us and begins to help our worship of who he is. And so if there's anybody in here, like if you're walking through a hard place, you're actually called to be content in all things. I think sometimes in the season where everything's going right, we need to be pursuing the big ask hard, and becoming what it is that we're asking God for and being intentional about it. Amen? Amen. Would you guys stand with me? So five things. I don't know if you guys have a prayer journal. I don't know if you guys have something or or like a Bible that you always take into your prayer time. I I really want you guys to write down five things that you're asking God for. It it might not be easy for some of you, but I want you to write down five things that you believe that God can get glory from. So you simply write down the five things, ask the question, how is God going to get glory? How can I become what it is that I'm asking God to be for me? What is my glory plan look like? And how can I share the testimony of what God's going to do? Now that's cool. In the sense of like, could you imagine if every person in this place had one thing answered by Christmas? How much testimony that would be! Wouldn't that be awesome? And like, we just come in here and we're just we're just dumbfounded at all the testimony of what God's doing. And um and our worship was just take t- took off because we began to realize His goodness more so than we than we've ever known before. And I. Again, I, I think some people might combat this message and say, yeah, but it's like, ah, don't be, don't be that guy that gets to heaven and sees what he could have had, had he asked, or a woman. Because I, when I get there, I want to open that door and not see a thing in there, right? He said, nope, you emptied it. Every, everything that, that you were meant to ask for, you asked for, and you got it. Good job. Amen? So Father, we just, we just thank you this morning. and We thank you for just the ability to ask. And Lord, if there's anything in our past that is keeping us from asking for what it is that you intend for us to have, I just break that right now in Jesus' name. That we should, we should have uh, no contentment around how much glory you're receiving on the earth. We should be discontented at, at the amount that people do not know you. Let our lives be an asking center in which we receive from you and are able to give you glory, that people might know you because of your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want to say this to you guys. There's no service on Christmas Day. And um, one of the reasons for that is that we we really, really do want our uh, volunteers and our staff to be with family that morning. If you might be saying, well, I want to go to church. Well, there's a, a few good sermons online. You can watch it from home. You could uh, spend time with Jesus in the morning, or you could come to as many of our Christmas Eve services as you'd like. All right, because we're doing three of them. Amen. Amen. Bless you guys. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for watching. We hope today's message was encouraging and convicting. If you have any general questions for us, feel free to email us at info at If you'd like to sow into the ministry of praise, visit praiseyork.com give and be sure to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date with happenings here at Praise.